We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Rob Doster here for the Field of 60. Today, we are bringing you another episode in our Off the Carousel series, where we will be joined by each and every new head coach to the Division One ranks. There are almost 60 of them. We're going to be rolling these out a couple of days throughout the month of May and the month of June. So make sure that you subscribe to the channel. And if you like this interview, don't be afraid to tap that like button. That stuff really does help our channel and help our presence on YouTube. It helps more people like you find this content. And since I have you guys here, make sure that you check out our Instagram and TikTok pages. We are going to be pumping out more unique content over there throughout the summer heading into next season. Like, for example, did you know that Penny Hardaway was shot when he was a player in college? I bet you didn't know that. There are more stories like that on those pages. The links are in the description below. So now, without further ado, let's get into another edition of Off the Carousel. I am Sean Pauls of Field of 68 for another episode of the Off the Carousel series. This time, I'm joined by new main head coach, Chris Markwood. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, Sean. I really appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. So you're back at your alma mater. It, let's fast forward to the end of your college basketball playing career. So you spent two seasons at Notre Dame, two seasons at Maine. When the final buzzer sounded in your final game at Maine, did you think, hey, well, I'll be back here one day as a head coach? Did that, did that ever cross your mind? No, nah, I really didn't. I mean, I think that that at that time, it definitely was a dream that one day I'd be a head coach, especially at my alma mater. But um, never knew that it was going to be a possibility. At that point, you know, I, you know, I was thinking – you know, going to try to chase maybe a, a playing career overseas or something like that. I knew I always wanted to get into coaching, but didn't know if that was going to be at like the high school level or, you know, I didn't really know what, what level it was going to be at at that point. But I've uh, been very fortunate, very blessed uh, to have the career that I've had and be able to work with and for, you know, the people that I've worked for. So it's uh, I've been really fortunate. Maine is an easy job. They've never made the NCAA tournament. How do you go about turning that around and getting Maine to their first NCAA tournament berth? Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I mean, every every job has its obstacles and challenges. Maine definitely has its. But, uh, you know, I'm really excited about, about the opportunity. As someone that's experienced it here, both as a player, as an assistant coach, I think I'm, you know, uniquely qualified for the position in terms of knowing what it's going to take to get this program up to that height. And, um, 
I'm excited about the challenge. Uh, I think with everything, it starts with getting the right people on the bus. Um, you know, everybody that's that really embraces what this place is about and believes uh, and what we're capable of doing here. Um, and then being really thought out and organized with a plan and, and just attacking it. And, you know, you got to take it takes a little bit of luck. As we all know, you got to get some really good student athletes in here that can play and compete at the highest level in this league. Um, and, you know, just got to really put it together. So you've coached a lot at different places in the New England area, at Boston College, at Northeastern, at Vermont, at Maine before this as an assistant. So you've been around the New England area a ton. How does that experience help you recruit and use your ties to get guys to Maine? Yeah, I mean, I think it helps a lot. I mean, I know the region in and out. Um, I've been fortunate to build up some, some strong relationships across the region, as well as outside of the region. I do think this is a place where we can't just rely on recruiting New England. Uh, right. You know, we're going to have to dive into the international market. We're going to have to, you know, find some pockets within the states that are under recruited um, and, and really evaluate talent. That's what this job is. We got to really evaluate talent um, and, and find some guys that maybe are a little bit overlooked, have a chip on their shoulder. But are, you know, there's so many good players out there. I've been a part of it everywhere I've been where you you, you recruit a guy. I mean, when I was at Boston College last year. Jaden Zachary is a perfect example. Mm -hmm. Like. You know, he had no high major offers. He comes in. He's one of the top 10 freshmen, probably top eight freshmen in the ACC last year. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just about doing our job and doing it well um, when it comes to the evaluation piece. But definitely New England, obviously, is, is our home base and we're going to recruit it really hard. Uh, try to keep guys in the region um, and then, you know, pick our spots in terms of le leaving the region to find guys, too. I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here. So of your playing career and your coaching career in college basketball, if you had to pick one moment that stands out as like, that's my number one favorite moment. What is it throughout your college basketball career? Oh man, that's a tough one, man. There's been, there's been so many of them. Um, oof, I mean, it's hard because I've been fortunate to be a part of some NCAA tournament teams, both, you know, at Notre Dame, uh, you know, three times as a coach, those ones are the ones that really stick out uh, for me. Um, just the culmination, of all the hard work. And there's a lot of teams in that, you know, in those 16 years that were good enough to get to the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just didn't. But, uh, you know, those NCAA tournament runs for me, I know it's not one specifically, but uh, those have been the, the ones that, you know, you dream of. And, and the culmination, of all the hard work as a, as a, as a unit, as a group. Uh, coming together and achieving that goal that you set out for, especially like, you know, at Vermont and, and mm -hmm. Northeastern at the mid-major level where it's not as easy. Um, those, those things are things I always, I always remember. Um, you know, as a player, I had, I had one, I had one, and I was an average player. Uh, <laughs> hey, you played division one college basketball. Yeah, That's more than no, a lot I, of people can say. Yeah. I mean, I loved it. And I was fortunate. I played, I was a backup at Notre Dame and then, uh, transferred here and was fortunate to start, you know, just about every game I was here for a couple of years, but did, did hit a game winner in a conference tournament my senior year, which felt great. Uh, but, but I would say that the NCAA tournament runs both as a player and coach, those are the ones. So you mentioned some of the mid-major teams that you've been a part of that haven't made the tournament. What would you say that some, that's something people might not know about, like just how, how tough it is during those mid-major conference tournaments, like how many good teams end up missing out? Oh, there's a ton. I mean, every year there's there's a ton. There's probably, you know, 15 to 20 teams that are around that 10 to 10 to 20 teams somewhere in there that, you know, 
lot of these one bid leagues, um, you, you see it every year. Like, you know, the, the number one seed gets knocked off. My last year at Vermont, we, we kind of steamrolled through the America East. I think we were might've been 15 and one in the league or something like that. And uh, we got upset by a really good Albany team on their home court um, in the semifinal game. That team was destined to get to the tournament. I mean, they were really good. They were veterans, a bunch of seniors. And, uh, you know, we got upset and didn't get a chance, but um, you know, those stories happen every year. And that's mm-hmm. uh, as a college coach and someone that's been a part of it, it's the heartache, but it's also the beauty of college basketball. You know, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's got a chance when it comes tournament time. I love this, the structure and the setup of it. Uh, you know, no one, you know, obviously everybody's not always going to be happy with it. That's part of it. But um but it does give everybody a chance to feel like, oh, we, you know, we can make a run here and, and we can get in and you see it all the time. So you're a first time head coach. What's been the biggest adjustment going from an assistant all these years to finally getting your head coaching opportunity? Yeah, I mean, right now, you know, it's it's the phase that I'm in. It's four weeks in. So mm-hmm. everything for me is just, you know, really putting things together, whether it's a staff, yeah. whether it's our roster. Um, you know, there's a lot to tackle there, um, in terms of that. So, you know, I'm spending a lot of trying, when I first got up here was really spending a ton of time with the guys that are here, trying to get on the court with them, try to help them get better the last three weeks of their spring semester. Um, you know, so it's, it's kind of all that stuff intertwined together. Um, it's a lot, I mean, you know, and, and you're, you're trying to put a staff together. So I've kind of done a lot of that up to this point, you know, by myself, um, but I'm fortunate, you know, we're, we're making a lot of progress with the staff. Uh, same thing with recruiting. Um, you know, I'm moving my family up here finally next week, uh, which will be a big step. And I won't have to do as much as we're going to miss Boston. We're mm-hmm. really excited to get up here to Maine uh, um, and, and be, you know, this is a special place to us as a family. My wife was a really good player here too, went to school here. So, uh, and her parents still live in the area. So we're just, we're, we're really excited to get up. But it's all, it's all, there's a lot going on. My head's been spinning for, for three to four weeks, but just really excited to kind of get this thing going um, and, and really excited to get our guys back for summer school. You know, they're finishing up finals right now, um, but, but really excited to get them back in the summer and really start to attack it from a, with the whole team. What was the hiring process like for you during this head coaching interview experience and just everything about it? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it was really smooth. Um, you know, I was a little bit, nervous. I'm not one that loves that whole thing. Uh, you know, I, this job opened up here, um, with a couple weeks left in the regular season, uh, coach Barron, who was here previously, you know, was let go, um, a couple weeks with a couple weeks left. Mm-hmm. Um, so their process started a little bit earlier than some others. And, um, you know, so there was some, some light talks early on. Um, Ken Ralph who's the AD here does an amazing job. Um, was very respectful of kind of my timing uh, because I, I made it clear to him right away that kind of when this thing started off that, you know, I wanted to finish strong with Boston College. You know, mm-hmm. I, my role and my duties were, were to coach Grant, and uh, he had given me an amazing opportunity to be there at BC to coach in the ACC, and that team was really fighting and, and clawing at the end of the oh, year. Oh, yeah, well. big time. So my biggest thing was like, I don't want it to distract me from anything that we have going on here. And Ken was great about that. So he was just kind of like, after the initial kind of reach out, it was like, all right, we'll, we'll touch base, you know, once your season finishes. And I was able to kind of really just focus on Boston college and our team and trying to finish strong in the ACC tournament, which was great. And then kind of once we ended up losing um, you know, to Miami in a close game there, 
you know, pretty quickly after we had set a date for the, for the zoom interview, um, you know, with the, with the whole group up here. Um, and that went well. And then, you know, pretty quickly after that, you know, the job was offered and, and we accepted. I mentioned the new England area earlier. Is there a reason that you haven't left the new England area? Is that just what you love or is it, is there like, is that just what you love? It's a good question. No, I mean, it's kind of just happened that way, to be yeah. honest. You know, uh, obviously being from Portland, Maine and, and playing here, that's where my career started as a coach. I was five years as an assistant. Uh, John Becker, who everybody knows is one of the best coaches in the country. Uh, mm. He got the job at Vermont and we had coached against each other in the league for five years and got to know each other well. And, he, you know, I was very fortunate that he asked me to come work with him when he first got the job. So I was with him for three years. Uh, when he, you know, he first got going there at Vermont and has built it into obviously a extremely dominant program. Um, and then just through a contact, Dave McLaughlin, who's the head coach at Dartmouth, uh, was working for coach Cohen at the time who I knew they had an opening on their staff. Um, and, you know, went through that interview process really wasn't looking to leave Vermont at the time. I, I loved being there. I loved working for, for coach Becker. I loved working with the assistants that we had there. They're some of my best friends still to this day. Um, but you know, uh, meeting with coach Cohen, it just kind of worked out. I, you know, I was just, I knew that I could go there and continue to grow as a coach and learn. He's an amazing person, but he's an unbelievable coach too. Um, uh, right. just, you know, really taught me a lot. And then I was, I was with him for seven years, you know, so, I uh, spent a lot of time with him, loved him, loved being in Boston, loved working for him and had some opportunities to leave, to be honest, to leave the region. But I just, uh, really enjoyed working for Coach Cohen and being around that staff and those players. We had really good groups, uh, oh, yeah. really good teams, and it's a great league. The CAA is a really competitive league. Um, so, you know, it was, it was a great time for me. And then when Coach Grant got the job at BC, um, you know, it just so happened, kind of like my deal with Coach Becker, like we had coached against each other for a long time. You know, he was the head coach at Charleston for, for seven, seven years, I think. Yeah, about the same time I was at Northeastern got to know each other. And, you know, we, we got in contact when he got the job, he was looking for someone that was up in the, had been up in the Northeast. And again, just super blessed. Like all my opportunities, just super blessed that coach Grant gave me an gave me that chance, gave me that opportunity to come with them and coach at the highest level. So for Maine fans, for America East fans, for mid-major basketball fans and college basketball fans in general, what would you say that Maine style of basketball will look like under new head coach, Chris Markwood? Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to see a team that's going to play extremely selfless. Uh, you know, we're going to try to execute at a really high level. Uh, offensively, going to have really good spacing on the floor. Um, you know, try to work as a, as a full unit to, to, to share the ball really, you know, really well and get work to get the highest percentage shot that we possibly can get. Um, team that's going to be tough, you know, play hard nose man to man defense. Um, as I said, just a connected group. It's going to have a lot of fun playing the game. You know, I'm not one of these guys, and I kind of get this from the, the people that I've worked under, whether it's Coach Grant, uh, Coach Cohen, Coach Becker, Coach Wilbur. Just, you know, I, I, I want to let the guys play. We're going to give them structure, especially offensively. You know, you know, we're going to give them some structure, but it's going to be a lot more read and react, motion style, right. uh, you know, heavy emphasis on, you know, ball screen and spacing around that. Um, so I think it's going to be a fun style to watch, a great, a great style to play, very similar to how we played at Northeastern. Um, and, you know, I think it's a, it's a proven system. You know, I'll tweak it to, in, in a way that, you know, really fits me. But, um, you know, I think it's a system that, again, I, our players will really enjoy playing and will give us a great chance to be successful here at Maine. 
And the final question here, just you have to pick one. What's your best recruiting story that, that you've you've had here? Oh, man. Where? Just oh, in just general? in general. Yeah, just in general. I've had, ah, man, there's been a lot of them. I mean, there's there's been some really good ones. There's been some not so good ones. I, I think the one I've told some people in the past that's just funny to me, and I was actually just over there a couple of weeks ago. Uh, there's a kid, Trey Bell Haynes, who's a really good player for us at Vermont. Coach Becker will tell the story too. Uh, you know, I had been recruiting him, you know, for a while, and uh, wow. we went up there towards the end of the season to watch him play in a tournament up in Canada. Coach Becker hadn't seen him live yet. He had watched tape. He had been on the phone with him, but hadn't actually seen him play live. We hadn't offered at this point either. And I'm just, you know, speaking so highly of the kid, think he's a perfect fit. And we go up there to the tournament and uh, Trey gets off. The team's playing. Uh, he's got a great coach. Charles Hanamakos is his, it was his prep school coach. He's an amazing coach up in Canada. And uh, he gets going and like early in the first half, his one of his teammates gets pushed, pushed to the floor and Trey comes over and pushes the kid back, gets thrown out of the game like 10 <laughs> minutes in to, to me flying my boss, had, you know, <laughs> flying my boss all the way out to Toronto to watch this. Kid oh, man. Rejected in the first game. So I'm fortunate it was a tournament mm-hmm. uh, and, and we had to have a I know I remember I'll never forget Coach Becker having a serious conversation with him in the in the hallway uh, after the game about it. Uh, but, but the funny thing is, and if you've watched Vermont teams play, you know, they're tough as nails and coach mm-hmm. Becker deep down actually loved it, you know, cause he, he really wasn't a, he was sticking up for his teammate. It wasn't yeah. like he was a, a bonehead player or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then deep down coach Becker loved it and, uh, and Trey owned up to it. And, uh, we ended up getting Trey and he ended up being like two time America's player of the year and, uh, had an amazing run. He's had an amazing run overseas as a professional basketball player and, made the, the the Canadian national team last year too. So uh, he, he was a great player. He's um, even a better person. He's a, he's an unbelievable young man. That'll do it for this edition of off the carousel with Maine head coach, Chris Markwood. I'm Sean Paul and everybody that watched, have a good one. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.